Welcome to the Mindful Career Transitions podcast. This is the show for you if you've had success in your current career, yet you feel like there must be a more fulfilling way to spend your day. Listen in as we share wisdom, tips and expertise on making a mindful transition to a meaningful career. Here's your host, Liesl Teversham. Hello, peeps. A quick note to let you know that we experienced a few seconds of Skype sound glitches later in the interview. Please accept our apologies, but we thought it was such a great and fun conversation that we wanted to share it anyway. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back. I'm so grateful and really excited to introduce you to my guest today. I've been talking to her for, I don't know, it must be around about a year, and she interviewed me on a podcast last year sometime, and I've been listening to her podcast, and I can't tell you the amount of inspiration that I've been receiving from there, so I'll ask April to point us into the direction of her podcast um, episodes as well today. So I'd love to introduce you to her and share a little bit about April before we start our wonderful conversation. April Jane's spent 20 years as a successful business consultant to Fortune 500 companies like Coca-Cola and Minute Maid. In 2003, acknowledging her true purpose, she threw away her corporate suits and began building a tribe of creative business owners who wanted to make a life and a living. April is now a sought-after speaker, author, podcast host, and small business strategist. Today, she is taking it up yet another level as she looks at how she can bring more creative mojo to her life and her business. Aprilie, welcome. It's such an honor to speak with you today. I'm, as I said earlier, I'm just so pleased to be here and speaking to you again, Liesl. We kind of follow each other's adventures on Facebook and social media, and I feel like we're we're good friends, even though we don't get to chat all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's so amazing the age that we live in with technology, what's possible, other sides of the world, and we can keep in touch regularly. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to, first of all, Aprilie, invite you to share a little bit about the interesting journey you took to get here. I know you went from corporate to more something uh, creative, first of all, I think, and then to the business that you're in now. And I know that you're planning something else coming up. So please share with us. And I know there's probably an event in there somewhere that was a dramatic event. So I'd love for you to share how all this happened. Well, I've always had a creative urge. I can remember as a, as a child, I'd be walking down the street and there was there was an artist who lived nearby who taught classes and I wanted so bad to go to that and somehow I never asked to go but it's always been inside of me and when I went into the corporate world what I was actually doing was developing computer systems and processes and things to help companies be more efficient I found that very creative work and it, and it was really satisfying for a long time but what I really wanted to do and what really drove me was that I was able to make an impact on the lives of the women who were doing the jobs, people sitting in the cubicles. And as I went along, I've, I've had a hunger to do more with those women on a one-to-one basis. And there was a big dramatic, there was a couple of actually big dramatic events in there. And one of them was, um, I was crossing a street near, near our, where I was contracting at that time, very busy street in Toronto. And I was pedestrian. And as I crossed the street, the light turned green. I stepped out. There was a car that was also moving, going 
across the, that intersection. And all of a sudden there was this huge crash. Somebody had run the red light and ran into the car that was kind of on the side of me, pushed it into my path. There was stuff flying all around me and I never got touched. I managed to wobble my way back to the sidewalk and kind of collapse because it was just, I could have reached out and touched those cars. It was that close. And it really made me stop and think about what I wanted to really be doing with my life. And then the second event, as I, as I was exploring that, I was on a business trip and I always visited airports and airport, um, bookstores just to see what would jump out at me. And a book literally fell off the shelf at me, which was called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I'm sure many people have seen it. And I was on the plane reading this book in tears, Liesl. I mean, I was bawling my eyes out. I'm sure the guy next to me thought I was going to a funeral or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the two things came together, that idea that I wanted to stop hoping to be an artist, hoping to live a more creative life. And I wanted to create something that was mine. And I wanted to help other women create those things that they wanted as well. And it eventually morphed into business coaching, small business coaching, because that's a very creative aspect of um, making a living, creating something from nothing that is comes out of your passion and that helps other people. And that's kind of, that's where I find myself today. The next piece that I'm bringing into that now is to bring more, as I said, more of that art, more of that creativity into that, that whole mix for myself. Mm, I so love that. So a couple of points stood out for me. And, and the one actually is, um, well, I've seen your art on Facebook. Um, I don't know what to call it quite. Um, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not I a know. painting, um, but, but it's the most incredibly magnificent, detailed, very fine, artwork that is just profound for me so uh, the world will be a poorer place if you don't bring that more into into our lives and into your life thank you you know i feel it's it's a sacred calling to to do the to use the gifts we've been given no matter what that is if it's you know building a garden or building a business or making art if it's your passion and you're being called to it and you ignore it there's a spark inside of you that dies if you ignore it long enough. And that's really tragic. Yes. I'm so glad you raised that point because how often do we, because of well upbringing and I don't know where we get all the shoulds from, but there's so many mm -hmm. shoulds because I'm good with something. It means I should do that. But actually what my heart wants is this, this creative thing. But you know, mm -hmm. we get taught by parents and say, well, that's not going to bring any money. You want a writer? You want to be a writer? No, that won't bring you an income. Or you want to be a, yeah. you know, a painter? No, heck, don't do that. Be a lawyer. Um, so <laughs> I, I so love that you, what it sounds like to me is that first event of the cars crashing here right next to you was such a catalyst for looking at what it, what is really important for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I thought of if, what if and it, it truly was one of those moments where the next day I'm driving around so thankful that I could see the blue sky and, and still be here. And I, and made me really stop and think, what if it had ended in that moment? What would I have left undone that was important to me? You know, I get such a constriction in my throat and I want to cry when I think about a thought like that. You know, what have I left mm. undone? What have I not brought mm. into the world? I really hope there's some listeners because I'm getting huge inspiration from this and I hope there's some listeners who also get a heart. Like that thing that you've always thought maybe I should, 
please go and start. Just make one little mm-hmm. step. And I really, I'd love to ask what's been maybe one of your biggest successes or a positive highlight on this journey for you, even though it may not be in your current one or wherever you want to go, that was a really positive highlight for you. Well, it, it actually goes back to that artwork that you mentioned that I put on Facebook. I was, you know, to, to go public with these things that I love doing was a, a scary place as, as long as I've been doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm also a writer and I've had some of my short stories published in literary magazines. So, and I know how frightening that was to send it out. When I put that artwork out and the response that I got to it, it was like, it just warmed my heart and said to me, this really is what I need to be looking at. So all of the other things I've ever done and all the other successes I'm celebrating, but that one there kind of, I don't know, just created a foundation for me that said, yeah, yeah, this is it. This is where I need to be going. This is what I need to be doing. And I don't need to have it all figured out before I start. I'm just going to keep following the breadcrumb trail at this point. (laughs) Oh, that's such an amazing point. So we don't need to wait until we know the full path, until we know the final outcome of this is your road. And it's like, um, how do we say, you know, the dove flying ahead of you and showing you the road. Mm. No, we can just start and see where it leads. Yeah. All you need to know is that very next step and, and which takes away some of the fear because the next step you can see. But it's when we try to see the end of the path that we get into fear because we really don't know what's there and we can't make it up. We can hope for something, but often it ends up being something totally different than what we expected. And I've learned that if I trust it, I end up exactly where I would have chosen to be if I could have seen the end of the path. So it's that matter of trust and faith and moving out that one, that next step. Hmm. I love that. And that's so play, this so plays into your own podcast topic about being bold mm-hmm. um, and just taking action and starting and getting yourself out there. Just, just do it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, and then another question I love to ask is what's been one of your biggest uh, growth opportunities? You know, that's one of those things that's, may have been very challenging and maybe not so easy for us to go through, but it brought a lot of growth and maybe insights or some really great gifts inside of all those challenges. Um, wow, that's such a great question because we all have so many growth opportunities, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's, I think for me, it, and it's the, again, it's, it's pretty recent. Um, it's it's why I'm now looking at bringing more of that art and that creativity into my life. Just oh, about a year ago, I went to see the eye doctor because my my left eye was getting a little funny and I didn't quite know what it was. I and it gradually got worse and and I went back to see him a year later and he said, "I can't believe it." He said, "But you have a cataract there." He said, "I can't. It's grown so fast." And I I've, I've gotten to the point where actually I'm not driving much because I've lost so much of the sight in my left eye. The growth opportunity for me there was a reminder that I better get going with what it is I want to do and pay attention because the universe comes in and it will give you signposts. (laughs) And if we don't pay attention, it gives you bigger signposts. And this was a big one for me to pay attention and do that. Um, 
Another growth opportunity I would say would just be learning to say yes because and and go figure it out after you say yes because I've lost so many great opportunities because I thought I had to know how to do it before I could respond positively. And then I've I've backed away, I've listened to someone else's advice about it and then discovered that someone else is doing it making a great success of it and I'm thinking that could have been mine and I don't want to do that any longer. So that's the other that was the other side of it is really learning to just step up and say yes and figure it out as you go. Mm, I love that. So, yes, so if we can use those, sometimes, um, like you say, the universe brings us bigger and bigger and bigger reminders, like, hey, it's like prodding and poking and saying, take mm. action, do it. Make sure you don't um, get to it. Because, oh, one of the biggest things I think of is that regret that we may feel at the end of our life. Mm-hmm. If we think about the things we didn't do, I don't care about the things we did do that we regret. Those regrets are normally not that bad. But they're yeah. great that we feel when we haven't done that thing. You know, great exercise I, I sometimes give my clients when they're not sure, you know, what the path is or should they make this choice. As I say, write yourself a letter from yourself 20 years from now. What advice would you give yourself? What would you regret not doing? It's a huge eye opener for them because they realize they really, they know what it is they truly want, but somehow we sit back, especially women, and we wait for permission. And the only one who can really give you permission is yourself. And you have to give yourself that permission. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a scary event or like you said, even scaring yourself with that 20 year <laughs> from now letter. It's like, Oh boy, what if I haven't done it? Because we all almost live like we're going to live forever. Yeah. We, we don't think it has an end. And then when we get a bit of a reminder about our mortality, um, it's often a, a, that final kick in the butt or a, or a permission that we actually give ourselves. Yes, yeah, so and I think that's where, mm, well, I think that's sometimes with the universe, you know, if we don't pay attention, I don't want that big two by four up the side of the head. So better to pay attention a little earlier and get started on it while you still got some time to do it. Exactly, and can enjoy it. And it's not because now you're almost forced into, okay, now I give up, I need to do it. But it's because we want mm-hmm. to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm so interested to to know, April, business consulting and this new creative expression um, direction that you're moving into, they seem like they're quite opposite, two ends of the spectrum. What would you say to that, or how do they fit together for you? Well, because I work with small businesses, people that are owned, you know, one to five employees, perhaps, I mean, really micro businesses, business is very personal to them. And when I talk about being bold in your business, it's bringing so much more of yourself because you have that opportunity. And that's where you can really be creative because it's that unique aspect of yourself that makes your business stand out from everybody else's that's doing exactly the same thing you're doing. And so you need to be, when I, when I say creative, I don't just mean someone who sings and dances and writes and makes art. It's about how do you see two things that are so different and bring them together and make a third thing that no one ever saw before? How do you bring that unique perspective on life, the, the filters that you have and find the tribe that sees things as the same way you do. And the way to do that is through story, 
telling your story through words, but through pictures, through the colors you choose, all of those things. I talk a lot about using the power of a story to make a difference and to connect with people and to find your tribe. So that's one aspect of it because I did used to teach creative writing and I show people how to bring that, uh, that juiciness into, into all of their communications in their business. Now I'm actually taking it the next step and saying, what is that thing that you're really passionate about? And let's bring that into the conversation. However, that looks and it might be, well, I can't even be that. That is the road that I'm not sure the end of it yet. I'm really that's the kind of the place I'm exploring at the moment and what that might look like. Mm. And and um, it's so wonderful to go on that journey of exploration because it, it leads a little bit up to the divine. It's not like we decide the outcome. This is the outcome I want. But you following the crumbs and you can um, discover. I always think it's so amazing to discover new aspects of yourself that you may not have seen if you weren't on this road. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I can I can really, because I'm doing that same journey, I can say to people, I'm really seeing the difference that when I, the more I bring myself to the table, the more I'm finding the people who are looking for what I have to offer. And so that whole business around, you know, find your ideal client and all of that, they'll find you. And, and when you are willing to be that magnetic person that you can be, by embracing, and I hate the word authenticity because it's so overused, but that's the word, that authentic piece of yourself that no one else in the world has. Hmm. I so love that you mentioned that. Um, how often does it happen? I, I did it for a long time, just talking about my own little journey. Um, try to be like somebody else. You know, there's a person I really mm-hmm. admire, so I try and emulate, but gee whiz, it's hard work. <laughs> And not possible yeah. <laughs> to actually be like that person. So it leads to a lot of anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, where on earth do we get this idea we have to be like somebody else? Why don't we have permission to be ourselves? Where do you think that comes from? Oh, I think it starts with the messages we receive as, as children. You know, don't don't stand out. Don't speak up. Don't especially girls. Right. Don't be so bold. Nobody will like you. Then you get into school and you all have to sit in rows and you have to answer exactly what the teacher said. And you can't deviate, you know, because then you become kind of the problem child. And so there's all this negative messaging around being who we're meant to be. And by the time we get to be adults, we're pretty ingrained in it. It's very it. It takes a lot to see it, just even just to see it, because it's so much a part of the, the air we breathe, and then say, I'm going to take action against it and to, to move against all of those teachings to find myself again. It, it's, it's, a, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's the bravest thing you can do. And it's the only way to live a life without regrets is to find yourself again. Mm, that is so profound and very powerful to find ourselves again, even mm. in the face of everything that's been expected of us for so long and that we've been mm-hmm. told about ourselves. Mm. I love your um, journey also in your own podcast, April, about first it was mo- more, um, if I remember correctly now, you know, around the business strategies with your small business people. And then I heard a, sort of a change in direction more towards the story part that you've just been speaking about. Do you Mm -hmm. want to share something about stories and how they 
really can have an impact and, and why it's a good idea to be able to tell a good story? Well, as I said earlier, our stories are the one unique thing we own. Nobody else has our story. So to start from that place it reveals more of who you are. And when I was teaching creative writing, I used to tell, you know, I'd often have students come in and say, isn't it a waste of time to be writing fiction? Because they that, that's what they'd been told fiction was, you know, not valid. The thing that, and, and not that I'm asking you to write fiction in your business, but what I realized was a good story where we connect to a personality or a character where we identify with the hero has the power to change us, has the power to move us into action. And and we've seen it so recently with the story of Cecil the Lion. I mean, how long have people been doing this trophy hunting of these gorgeous animals? But it wasn't until there was a real personality attached in Cecil that the world got up in arms and it's changed business because the airlines have changed their um, policies about carrying these trophy animals. So that's the power of a story. We can we can create change. We can create action. And on a small business level where it's per- very personal to us, we have it over the big companies because they have to they have to kind of generate these stories where ours come from our hearts. And when we're willing to be that real and not because we want to show ourselves as a victim or as a hero or wallow in our stories, but we want to tell the story to be of service to the other person, to offer them some kind of hope or even just to reveal, this is who I am as a person. Let's see if we might work together. And and if we don't work together, let's find out now because this is who I am and who I will be in our journey together. It's story is very powerful, very profound, and it, I believe, is the foundation of all the relationships that we create in our business if we're willing to let it be. Mm, I love that. And also just, again, it came through about being authentically yourself with your mm-hmm. story. And, and if you just yourself, it's almost like we can just be the beacon of light that stands there and we don't have to go out and go and have an effort and find people over there. But if we're the beacon of light, just authentically who we are, um, the, the people will come to the light or whoever needs mm-hmm. the light will be able to, to see the light and come to the light. It's it's true because I often have people come to me and they're just tied up in knots about this whole ideal client thing. And I say, forget that. Think about who your audience is. Just speak to the audience from your from your story, and the people that need you will connect and find you. And so we don't have to bring it. They will come to us, as you point out. We become that beacon that people just get attracted to because there's something in it that has spoken to their hearts as well. We make our decisions, all of our as human beings, from our emotions. We just justify it with our logic. So if we're only appealing to logic with facts and figures and scientific studies, we won't change anything. But when we can appeal to someone's heart and and help them feel it themselves, then we can create real change in the world. Mm, I so love that, Aprilie. Um, Would you like to share with us a little bit about the, the book that you talked about, The Artist's Way? What made it special for you and how did it help you on your artistic journey? Well, she talks a lot in there about, well, first off, it was full permission in that book to go out and claim whatever that creative piece of it is for you. It's not not necessarily being an artist. It could be um, 
you know, building a business is, which is, as I said, a very creative thing to do. But she also talked about shadow artists, which I think really fits into what, what you're talking about, that mindful career transition. When we're holding back, supporting other people doing what it is we really want to do. And I, that was the piece that spoke to me the deepest when I, when she talked about the shadow artists, editors who really want to be writers, um, you know, people working in a business when they really want their own business, people that are court reporters when they really want to be the lawyer, you know, there's that we stand back and we don't hold ourselves back from our full power. And that was what really spoke to me. I actually get that book out at the, 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 it's the original one I bought. I read it probably every couple of years and I underlined it in a different color each time I read it because different things speak to me every time I read it. So I've got this very colorful book right now. <laughs> <laughs> a real creative book. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. And um, so, so that that is the shadow. That is almost a place where we don't want to look. It's the place that we've been denying. Is that the kind of shadow we're talking? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, a great indicator of that, if anybody's wondering if they're kind of in that space, look who you feel jealous of. You know, if, you, if someone is doing something, oh, man, I could have done that. That probably tells you it's it's not their success. It's the fact that you're holding yourself back from being successful there too. And that was a, that was an indicator for me. I had a good friend who was an, an artist type of coach and she'd succeed. And I'd feel this funny little twinge every time I'd, I'd hear about what she was doing until I started to pay attention to it and realize, Oh, you know what? It's because it's calling to me too. And I want to be where she is. Yeah, that is profound. Just today, I found a quote somewhere. I can't even remember where I, where I found it. And it was something to do. It was Marcus Buckingham, who's a, a you know the strength movement, mm-hmm. um, who who said something about don't let envy set your goals for you because we will never mm-hmm. succeed. At, you know the thing that makes somebody that is somebody else successful in that we envy is never going to lead to a successful goal for us. So if we get out of the envy first and check in inside, well, what is it that I want? And if mm-hmm. I want it, then I'll go for it, but not because I'm jealous or envious. That's not a great, shall we say, creative place to start from. No, no. But it is a good indicator to say, maybe that's a space I need to be looking at for myself. Mm. And and what is it about that that I that I'm longing for inside of me? And that, it, it, but I totally agree with you. It's not, a, it's not a reason to set a goal and move towards it. You need to find your truth in that. Yes. And then even if we find right what they're doing is also what I want to do, we can do it still in our unique way. That's not going to mm-hmm. look at all like their process or their goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause so often we hold ourselves back and say, well, somebody's already done it. I can't do it. Forgetting that we're going to bring a totally different aspect and point of view to it. It's going to be ours, uniquely ours, when we do it. So beautiful. Um, and it reminds me also when I was writing my first book, um, I also thought, oh, you know, hundreds of people have written about this topic. Who would want to read this one? And someone reminded me that there is somebody who can only hear it in my words. Mm-hmm. And that was just a beautiful reminder, an eye-opening moment for me. Yes, how many times have we heard the same message from different angles? But when that person said it, it, we suddenly got it. It was like a body experience. Oh, my goodness. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. So It yes. happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. So we can, we can be that person who, 
who helps somebody else to get it when we do it in our, our voice or our, our way. Mm-hmm. Unique way. Apri, I'd love to ask if you've got a learning opportunity you'd love to, uh, to tell us about or just how can people get in touch with you? Because I'm so sure many people were absolutely inspired by what they heard today. What's the best way to contact you? Well, my website is boulderbiz.com. That's boulderbiz, or B-I-Z, depending on the country you live in. Um and on there, you can access my podcast and everything. But what I have there is a is a bonus book of 21 tips about story. And I always start people there to kind of get a feel for what story can do. And then it will lead them to a free webinar that I have. And then if they want more, it'll actually lead them to a, a full program that I offer. But I always recommend that they start with that bonus book, which just gives them a little background around story, some places they can find it. And some places they can use the story so that they can get their feet wet and bring more of themselves to whatever it is that they're doing in their lives. Mm, that sounds wonderful. And where can we find your podcast? Is it also, is it mentioned on boulderbiz.com so that we can click there to subscribe? Yes, there's a link right there and it'll take you to the website and it's called Boulder Business Women Podcast. Dot com, But if you go to boulderbiz.com, there's a link right there. It'll take you right through it. So you only need to remember the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. One pl- one stop shopping. Um, yep. <laughs> fantastic. And um, we will also have all April's links to her social media pages and her website um, on the show notes page. So it will be easy to click through. April, any last thoughts of inspiration or wisdom for us? Um, you know, I think that the one thing is people are uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. And what we need to remember is between goodbye and hello is always an uncomfortable place to be, but it's also probably the juiciest place you can be because everything's possible in there. And we need that, what I call the hot mess to find the right spark. And so get comfortable with being in that place and don't rush through it. Be willing to find that, that spark that's waiting there for you. Mm, gee whiz, I needed that today. Thank you so much. Between goodbye and hello is this amazing place where we can create anything as possible in that place. Mm-hmm. Mm, wow, thank you so much. Aprily, what a pleasure and a delight it's been for me. Thank you for sharing all your wonderful tips and wisdom. It was a privilege. Thank you. Thank you. And our listeners, if you want to hear more words of wisdom about making a career change mindfully, you're welcome to go to SavvySelfGrowth.com for articles and other expert interviews and the show notes of April's episode and her business again or her website, BoulderBiz.com. You'll find all the links over there. If you need help with finding a career that you'll adore and love, please contact me through the website, SavvySelfGrowth.com. And remember that a fulfilling career often means a little bit of a windy road, discovering yourself like April talked about today, rediscovering parts of you that you didn't know was there anymore. And it's a journey of the heart. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Mindful Career Transitions podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For the show notes and other inspiring guests and articles on career change, be sure to visit SavvySelfGrowth.com and download your free gift while you're there. 
Remember, a mindful career transition is a journey that involves the wisdom of the heart.